Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Home loan to fit your budget and family? Well, Rocket can tell you. I'll tell you, we're on an hour left to play. I'll tell you, we've been touching down on all sports here today, including a little golf, great win matchup in the uh, Wyndham. A little bit of a surprise, Jim Herman coming from way back, 186th ranked guy in the tour, found a way to win today. Uh, mixed in a little hockey and hoops. Oh, by the way, hockey flyers end of the first period. The uh, Voracek redirect the only score, flyers up one nothing. Uh, mixed in some baseball with Casey Stern and NBA with him as well. But the driving topic has been college football through most of the day. And I wanted to get a college football guest up, and my producer, Kevin Wall, suggested that we get Kevin McGuire from Athlon Sports, college football writer, to join us. So he does just that. Kevin, Jody Mack here. How are you doing tonight? Jody, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. How are you? I'm doing uh, fine, except for I'm getting passionate people on both sides of the argument as to whether or not there should be college football this year. Some are saying... Uh, God bless the Big Ten and the Pac-12 for putting athlete safety first. And others are saying, you can't take away the college football season. Thank you very much, Big 12, ACC, and SEC. Our lives and our livelihoods depend on this. I kind of hear both arguments. Which side of the fence you on? Jody, I'm riding the fence because I don't know which side is. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't know if there is a perfect solution here. I don't know if the decision of the Big Ten and Pac-12 is more right than what the, the other three power conferences are doing. I just don't know. And I don't know you know, if in a couple of weeks if the Big 12, ACC, and the SEC end up following suit with what the Big, 12, uh, Big Ten and the Pac-12 have done. I don't necessarily think that that means that the Big Ten and Pac-12 were right to do it when they did because – I just think there's so much uh, going on here that we're still trying to learn about. We're still trying to educate ourselves on everything we can possibly know about this COVID-19 virus and the, the symptoms and the, the after effects you could have lingering in, in anyone's body. Uh, I, I think we're still trying to figure out exactly what is the best situation to go about it. And, you know, if you, I, I, I've sort of said that if you can put together your football program and you can keep them in uh, good health and you're doing everything supposedly right, I don't see the harm in trying to play football, but at the same time, uh, I will always go out there and defend the decisions that are made in the best interest of the safety of everybody involved. And if that means not playing football, then I think we just almost have to suck it up and just uh, accept it at some point. Here's a question I don't know the answer to. Don't know if you do, but I'm going to ask it. And if you do, please share. Uh, Big 12 schools, SEC schools, ACC schools. 
how many of them are opening up their campuses as the football players get that much further into spring practice? We know everybody's back on campus if they're planning on having a football season. What's the percentage of universities that are reopening up the classrooms for everybody? And how many are there going to be that, yeah, the football players are back on campus and they're pretty lonely because everyone else is doing their <laughs> classwork virtually these days. I think that's a big part of this decision, and I don't know the numbers. Do you? No, I will admit I do not know the numbers. I don't know what the percentage is, uh, but I do know that uh, it's something that every school is continuing to try and figure out. Uh, you know, we are up against a deadline here when the semesters are going to be opening if they have not already. So students are going to be coming back to campus if they have not already. So. Now, how many you're bringing back, that's going to be an issue. Uh, we've already seen around the country at some college campuses that students are coming back, and we've seen an uptick in the total cases that have been diagnosed. So I'm not saying that that is a reason enough right now to slam the door shut on the college football season, but it's definitely something that needs to be monitored as these decisions continue to be made. Even if you start your season, that's something that you have to keep an eye on and evaluate to see what you're going to do with the season moving forward. When you've got a story as big as this one, it's going to have a life of its own. It's going to uh, branch out in different directions. And we got that within the last 24 hours. When Justin Fields, it was reported, had put together a petition and had already garnered over 100,000 signatures for the Big Ten to redecide as to whether they should uh, play football this year. A we want to play hashtag has been attached to it on Twitter. The commissioner of the Big Ten, Kevin Warren, has not made a comment yet. If the players say we're willing to take the risk, how much is the university going to feel that the universities and the conferences, most important, are going to feel that pinch that they're doing this in objection of the players that they're trying to protect? My gut reaction is as great as it is to see these players having the voices and the support from uh, a number of people, both within the programs, outside the programs, fans, families, all that. I don't know if it is going to ultimately change the decisions that have already been made. Uh, I do think it's fair to demand some more answers from the leaders around the Big Ten uh, as we're starting to see with these petitions, because I think that there are some legitimate questions that need to be addressed about this decision. But I do think that uh, ultimately, I don't think the Big Ten is going to be playing football because of the, the groundswell of support that this movement and this petition has uh, drummed up. Now, you know, I, again, I applaud the fact that these players have these voices and they're letting them be heard in ways we have never seen before. Uh, I'm all for that. I just ultimately know if it's going to change the decision-making that the, the, the leaders that are ultimately in place to make these decisions, for better or worse, uh, and with the safety of everybody in mind, are, are going to uh, feel a change of heart in changing their mind and moving forward. Caller made an excellent point uh, earlier on the show, pointing out that in all five of these big power conferences, there's a mixture of public universities and private universities. In other words, ones that are funded by and at least economically helped out, if not controlled, by their individual states. And other ones that are controlled by themselves, that they do not report to a state because they're not a state university. I'm assuming when they meet together as a conference to take votes and make decisions, it's one vote per university and it doesn't matter whether it's public or private? 
Right. That's, that's ultimately my understanding. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean you will get to know what that vote is. I think a lot of times when these conferences make these uh, votes on whatever decisions be made, sometimes with, uh, expanding the conference, they'll come out and say that it was uh, a near unanimous vote or a unanimous vote, but it may not necessarily be. Uh, maybe they'll just work the room until they can get a unanimous vote one way or the other. So <laughs> you're probably always going to have some different opinions. But uh, when it comes time to make any voting decision, I, it's very rare that a conference will admit to what the actual count was. Now, it was interesting that the Big Ten's decision that came out, the, the Kevin Warren, I don't think, mentioned that it was a unanimous vote. There were certainly some dissenting voices there. Uh, so th- that's a, a little bit of an interesting development because you don't typically see that. All right, a little bit of a hypothetical one for you here. We're talking to Kevin McGuire from Athlon Sports on College Football here on CBS Sports Radio. Um, because he took the actions that he did, Justin Fields, we know he feels quite strongly about playing a college football season this year. And he's already transferred once in his career from Georgia when he couldn't beat out Jeff Fromm um, to Ohio State and then had the phenomenal year that he had last year. Would the NCAA allow players who are on teams to shut down their football for the season to transfer immediately to other universities that are planning on playing college football in the fall? Well, Judy, I think that they should, but I don't know if you're going to get the NCAA to make any kind of a quick decision on changing that kind of a policy. I think it'll be kind of a case-by-case basis. I do think there will probably be more lenience if this situation does arise and players do start transferring to other programs that are planning on playing this year, I think they should. I think this is a unique situation that demands a unique decision uh, process, and I think that that should be more favorable to the player. If they can find a place to go play on short notice uh, as the seasons are starting to creep up on us, uh, more power to them. I'm always in favor of giving the student-athlete the power to make the decision that's best for them. So if they can find a spot that uh, they can – they can find a position. I say the NCAA should absolutely allow them the opportunity to play this year. Okay. We can only judge by where we sit right now, and it could change 24 hours from now, 48 hours from now. Uh, but we are at a position where two of the five power conferences say we're not playing. The other three say uh, we're heading forward. If that happens, will we still have a college football playoff at the end of the year? with three conferences, and yes, some of the lesser conferences, but a lot of lesser conferences, more of the lesser conferences have said, we're not taking the chance, we're not putting a college football season together. Um, Will they have a playoff? Will there be four teams at the end of the year that will decide this compromised college football season? If we get to the end of whatever this regular season is going to be, I absolutely feel like we are going to have some form of a college football playoff. And I would imagine they'll probably keep it in the same kind of mold that they always have. Uh, they already have their sites set up, so as long as they can play in their stadiums or if they had to find alternative sites, so be it. But I think even if you have just the three power conferences, I think at the end of the year you can find four teams that are worthy of playing in a college football playoff. And I don't see any reason why the teams that do play this season should be penalized the opportunity to play for a national championship. Again, it, it, like you said, this is a very fluid situation. Things could very much change. But as I sit here right now, I am totally on board with the idea of a college football playoff this year, assuming that everything can be handled responsibly and safely. All right. I could look it up real fast, but I'm not that good on the computer. And I have looked it up before, but I just don't know the names off the top of my head. You'd know better than me. Uh, The College Football Bowl Committee, how many participants do they have? 
Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know the number off the top of my you head. You don't know it off the top of your head either. Both of us should know, and neither one of us does. Uh, let's like say, let's say it's 13. That, that's a nice round, unlucky number. I, I was going to say probably about 12, 11, something like right, that. Right, somewhere you know, in the ballpark. Representation for each of the conferences basically spread out. So exactly good representation. What if someone who's on the committee says, yeah, no, I think they're wrong. I think that the fact that we had a college football season, there's nothing I could do about it, but I disagreed with the decision of the three conferences that played. I'm resigning my position. Would How would that go over? Well, if somebody were to do, uh, resign from their position, the college football playoff would just fill their seat with somebody else that they feel is qualified to handle that. And it may uh, they may target uh, any vacancy to be filled by somebody who has the same kind of geographic or conference connection just to kind of keep that cohesiveness moving forward, even if it's somebody that's from the Big Ten. Barry Alvarez uh, from Wisconsin is on this selection committee. It doesn't sound like he has any indication of taking his spot away because he still he still knows he has a job to do. They can do that virtually, remotely, whatever the case may be. So, uh, But if anybody were to resign, I think uh, they, they would have a number of people that they could easily find to replace on the selection committee. Remember, they don't have to get start getting to work really until later in the year anyway. So they've got plenty of time to figure that out if that situation arises. And I would nominate you, but that's just me. Um, well, I would accept the nomination. <laughs> Are we going to have a Heisman Trophy winner too? Yeah, again, same thing. I, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't have any awards, uh, even if you don't have your award ceremony at the end of the year, which would be a shame uh, because that is a special treat and reward just in going to New York. But I, I see no reason. If you're having a, a season, let's reward the players that are playing just the way we would any other season. Obviously, it's not any other season, but I don't see any reason why you would take the awards away. What kind of a quasi-season, it'll be a season for the teams that play, no season for the players on the teams that don't, what kind of an effect is this going to have on the NFL draft, which I know is still nine months away and a long way off, and a lot can happen and change between now and then, but just as of today, what kind of wacky college football season is going to lend itself to the NFL draft? I think it's going to be very interesting. Obviously, we've already seen some of the potential top first-round draft picks of players already decide to opt out, and uh, you know some of them have already. You know, the Big Ten has already canceled their season, so some of those players weren't going to play anyway. But uh, I w- and I would not be surprised if we see a couple more players before these games start that decide to opt out. I'm not I'm not suggesting that anybody should, but I do feel like that's going to be a situation. But this is probably going to be an opportunity where. Some players who may not have been able to get into those spotlights and those uh, draft analyst eyeballs, uh, this is going to be a good opportunity for them because you've got a number of really talented players that are not going to play this year. Somebody's going to have to fill that spot as the scouts are continuing to do their work. So uh, while the players that are opting out or not able to play are still going to be working out and you know, training for everything that they have coming up, you know, this is a, could be a terrific opportunity for some player who is going to get a chance to play some games and, hey, maybe even make a couple key plays for a team that's going to do some big things this year. All right, last question, and it comes from calls and tweets that I've gotten here today Uh, because I'm more on the side of caution than uh, forge forward uh, right now, and certain things can change. It's an ever-changing landscape. You called it a fluid situation, which I have 25 times over the last few months, and it is just that, Uh, but it all comes down to where you're sitting at the moment that you're rendering your opinion. Some people have rendered the opinion to me today of they have to have college football in the South because it is so important to the economy. 
in college towns, in the South, hotels, bars, restaurants. Uh, people make so much money. They plan their year around their college football season. Um, while that may very well be true, should any person who is contemplating in a power position of whether there should or shouldn't be a season, should they let that influence their decision? Or can they just narrow focus it and say, it's got to all be about safety or uh, acceptable risk? Can you worry about anyone else outside your circle of the university while you're making that decision? I think if you're making a decision that is a representative of your university, you have a responsibility to think about your university first and foremost. Uh, so I think that you have to put the safety uh, cautions there above anything else. But very closely behind that would be the, uh, the impact it would have on your local um, you know, economy, your local community. Because, yes, while this may be very important to all these communities down the south, well, guess what? It's also very important to communities like Lincoln, Nebraska, State College, Pennsylvania, uh, there are college towns that really thrive on those uh, weekend home football games, and they're going to be hurting a lot without a lot of these games being played. And obviously, we, we don't want to see that, but that is the unfortunate reality here. But I, I, I don't know if somebody in the power of making these decisions shouldn't take that into account because it's got to be very hard because you have so many relationships around your local community, and it's very important in these college towns. Uh, but I, I think you have to make the decision first and foremost about what's best for your own players, your own coaches, anybody associated directly with your university. Kevin, good stuff. Appreciate your insight today. We'll get you back on soon enough. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. It's my pleasure. Thanks a lot for having me. Kevin McGuire from Athlon Sports here with us talking college football on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.